This is LDS Real People Real Lives podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, The topic is forgiveness. And I'm sure that we've all had a hard time at some point in our lives, either giving or receiving forgiveness. And so we will be talking about forgiveness this week. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you're new, welcome. Aloha and welcome. Thank you so much for your support and coming back. I am grateful for this opportunity to be able to reach out beyond my little world here in Southern California and be able to connect with those around the world who share the same beliefs and where we all have the common goal. We want to return home. We want to go home with Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother, our Savior and our family. And I'm grateful for the gospel plan of Jesus Christ in my life. Um, At the beginning of this podcast, I was covering topics, and I know that I covered um, repentance. I felt like I had covered repentance um, pretty good, and maybe that it had included forgiveness. So I never thought about covering forgiveness until about four weeks ago. The Spirit just was niggling and nudging me, and I wasn't listening fully. Um, I would notice the prompting and then kind of sit on it for a bit, waiting on further um, information, further light and knowledge, because I'm truly nothing without the Spirit when it comes to this platform and the focus of the podcast. Uh, So I started to do some cursory research on forgiveness two weeks ago, and... What I found was glorious. I truly love this gospel of Jesus Christ as found in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I'm grateful for the leadership of the prophet who I know has a direct line of communication to our Savior and Redeemer. Uh, The perfection in the Come Follow Me program and covering Doctrine and Covenants this time, really coming to understand and put some context around the early saints, the ones that really went through the, the rough and tough. And I mean, they had some massive major hardships to establish Christ's church here on earth. And uh, I'm grateful for that opportunity. And it's so cool because not only do I get to learn about it in the Come Follow Me program, but also we cover it in seminary too. It follows the Come Follow Me program in a way. And, um, you know, I'm getting to know Martin Harris and Oliver Cowdery in a ways that I never knew them before. Um, I know them as people now. And um, I'm grateful to be able to connect with them in a new way and truly understand the sacrifices that they made to um, help Joseph Smith and uh, to bring about the Book of Mormon and to be able to, you know, bring the priesthood back to earth and to uh, move the kingdom of God forward here during this time in dispensation. Um, So this week's topic is going to be on forgiveness and staying true again to the premise of the podcast. I will be sharing some of my own struggles with forgiveness. You know, if you guys are uh, repeat listeners, you know that I'm pretty honest and open because I feel like that's the only way that we can learn from each other. Um, So I will stay true and genuine in what I share and sincere hope that the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, 
may impress upon you whatever it is you need help with in your life at this time. So I was going to go over a few um, examples of when I've um, had to seek forgiveness and give forgiveness. Um, Starting off with uh, the very obvious one. And if you're new to the podcast, um, just a quick cursory overview. When I was little, I had been sexually abused for many years. And um, it was a close family member. Um, I ended up forgiving him when I was in, like in junior high and high school. Now I was born in 72, so I was in junior high and high school throughout the 80s. Uh, the, you know, we didn't talk about this stuff back then. And um, it pretty much was kind of swept under the rug. So I just didn't want any more contention about it. I didn't want anything to do with it anymore. I just wanted to move on. Um, And so I did my best to have a relationship with this person. Um, And I tried really hard. And you know what? I genuinely love him. Uh, But if you remember from my story... Um, I think I shared it in the first episode, the faith episode. I had found out that uh, this person had um, possibly hurt some other people in the family from the younger generation. And I did, I had the hardest time with that because I felt like it was my fault. I felt like it was my fault. Uh, I should have done something. I should have gone to the police. I should have, I should have been more proactive. Um, and I think it's easy for those who are on the receiving end of any type of abuse to always, it's kind of the MO, you know, to blame yourself. Um, but I've, I'm 48 now. I've been through enough. I've had enough experience and I've been through enough therapy to really understand that it's not my fault, but it was, it was difficult. Um, so when I found out that he had possibly harmed some others in the family, I uh, stopped talking to him. I cut him off completely. I did not know what to do. Um, I wanted to confront him. I wanted to do so many things. And my nature growing up is I've always been pretty uh, contentious and confrontational. That's um, you know, whether I'm born that way or if it was my environment growing up, I don't know. But I just, I have, I've always had a short fuse. And uh, I just kind of cut him out of my life because I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. The problem with that was is that I was getting angry, not because of what this person did to me, but because of what this person possibly did to other members that I I love. And I felt like I had um, not protected them. And... As time went on, and I mean time, we're talking years went on. I think it was like eight or nine years. Uh, Finally, I just came to a point where I was married to my second husband. And he had said to me, you know, you've just changed a lot. You're angry and you're angry all the time. And I remember I just blew it off. Um, And then there was one night, one night that I had the most horrific dreams. Um... They were just very violent and filled with all kinds of ugly images. And I woke up and I did not like the way I felt. My heart was pounding. I didn't like the way that it had affected me. 
you know, my emotionally, mentally, spiritually, uh, I was suffering because of my hatred for this person and the fact that I could not let go because I wanted retribution. You know, what abuse survivor doesn't want retribution? So I think that's pretty normal, but thankfully I have the gospel in my life, which taught me to live a higher and holier way. So I had reached out to uh, my mom and discussed it with her. And she had gotten me this wonderful, awesome book, The Peacemaker. And um, I read it again last year, and it had so many great reminders in it. If, If you guys are struggling with forgiveness or, you know, becoming a peacemaker, you have to read this book. It is absolutely phenomenal. When I was given that book back in 2008, 2009, it was by my mom. And I only read the first chapter. And I was so moved spiritually by the book. I knew I had to forgive my abuser, but I did not know how to do this. So I went to my bishop. Now at this time I was not active in the church, but I did do, you know, I knew when things like this were going on that I had to turn to my bishop. So I went to my bishop, um, who is just the most sensitive, compassionate, empathetic, loving bishop. And he was completely and solely focused on me. He was just wanting to help me. And um, we would have great conversations. He would pop up at my house and I would go out and we would talk. And, um, you know, he really felt for me and he he made me feel like he heard me and he understood what I was going through um, as far as he could, could understand. But I felt, honestly, how you would feel if you were ministered by the Savior himself. Um, that's how much this bishop means to me. And I'll forever be grateful to him because he helped me learn in conjunction with this book that my mother got me how to finally forgive my abuser. And um, it was freeing. Oh my gosh, it was so freeing. There was so much weight that just lifted. It felt like off my body, my mind, off my spirit. Um, This angry person kind of just left. And, um, you know, I have to be, I think we all need to be very aware of how we impact those around us. Uh, you know, our family, our, you know, our spouses, people we work with, people we see out in the world. Um, I, you know, I think it's very important that we understand how we impact those. And so I was really grateful to get this help because I knew that it was kind of the anger and the hatred was kind of leaching into my life and how I dealt with my kids and, Um, it was not a fun place to be. And so the power of forgiveness and that teaching and principle forgiveness is, um, it's freeing. It's freeing. And, uh, I just love the gospel. Um, of course I've been married and divorced twice and I have two, you know, exes and, um, it takes two to make a marriage fail. That's for sure. I, I know that I played my role in the demise of those marriages, Um, but I did eventually have to work on forgiving them. Um, My first husband, just his parenting style and the fact that he wasn't there for the boys as they were growing up, um, you know, having to deal and see their hurt and their pain 
uh, from a lack of a father figure in their life. It was really hard and um, and I did hold grudges for a long time. My second husband, because um, he just gave up. He gave up and uh, I did not want to be twice divorced. I wanted to continue to work on it and he just uh, didn't have it in him to understand how serious uh, the problems were in their marriage. And again, it's not completely his fault, but you know, I had some leftover resentment and frustrations and that was starting to affect me probably about 2013 after my husband got baptized we were married and then he was baptized and then the next day he received the gift of the holy ghost um and i just was really struggling with that and the spirit just i remember one day i hit my knees and i said heavenly father are you okay with me? Have I done the things that you want me to do? And just clear as a bell. I didn't hear a voice, but it was just like this whole thought was just put in my head and I could read it all at once. And it was basically just forgive them and let it go. So I wrote each of them just a brief letter, um, just apologizing for my part in uh, the relationship failing. And, um, I got to say, that was freeing, too. It was a wonderful experience, and I'm so grateful to be able to let these things go. But, you know, it took it took me a long time. It took me a long time to come back to the church. I was, you know, out. I was inactive for 22 years. Um, so, I, you know, I recognize I'm kind of a late bloomer in a lot of the important areas, and I struggle sometimes doing what I need to do. Uh, but I'm grateful to have the gospel in my life that's going to show me the way. And I think that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the best way to change behavior is the study of Christ's gospel. And I truly believe in that. Most recently, um, my mom and I had a bit of a disagreement. And, you know, things are just changing in our lives. Our parents are getting older. Uh, you know, the grandkids are getting older, all of the needs, things have been hard with the pandemic and the shut-ins and the mandates and, you know, getting these COVID vaccines. I mean, it's just been one thing after another. So, you know, I understand my mom's frustration with some of the situation, the things that we've been dealing with. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and say it was entirely her fault either, but, um, it did involve my uh, younger son, who is her number one advocate. He loves his grandmother, um, and he really understands her. And um, he's always the first one to stick up for her. And there was just a disagreement where she, um, you know, let's face it, the younger kids in our family, sometimes we just don't ever treat them like adults because they're always going to be the baby. And for whatever reason, that happens to my younger son. I try not to do that. But in our family, he could be the one that's kind of like, okay, Cody, you know, you always need to go out and sleep on the couch and give up the bed. Whereas maybe with Dylan, my older son, we wouldn't have him do that. Or of course me or my brother. And um, he got kind of tired of it. So he called me and he was upset. And, you know, I didn't handle it too well. I tried to handle it as as good as I possibly could, but I had to go and, you know, seek forgiveness as well. Um, and I had to do it. I really had to set my pride to the side and that was hard, but ultimately it was worth it. It took a few days and, uh, I feel so much better because you know what? Family's important 
And my parents deserve to have a loving, uh, forgiving daughter who is kind and charitable and um, it is up to me to be in charge of my emotions, uh, my perceptions, and um, also the boundaries that I, you know, lay down within relationships. I think boundaries are very, very important. And I learned that the hard way because I always am that person that does too much. I do too much for everybody around me. And when I was younger, that really kind of bit me in the derriere, so to speak, because, um, you know, people, when you're in high school, they'll use you as much as they can use you. So I learned by the time I graduated from high school that I needed to put boundaries down in my relationships. And I believe with forgiveness, um, that doesn't always mean that you all of a sudden become best buddies. Um, sometimes we forgive and maybe we just won't see the person again. Sometimes we forgive and we have very strict boundaries. Um, sometimes we forgive and everything goes back to normal and we see each other as if nothing ever happened. You know, there's just so many varying degrees and it's up to you to decide as you seek and search and ponder what you should do when you're either giving or seeking forgiveness. Um, you know, living out in the world, uh, I made some very poor relationships with friends and, uh, you know, I've had a friend that just, um, really betrayed my trust. And, um, you know, these, these lessons are really hard and you can become bitter, especially if you are seeking retaliation. If you want to see that person, um, you know, maybe suffer as you have suffered or to see them hurt as you have hurt. And, uh, thank goodness we mature and we grow older, um, because I would not want to still be like that at this age. And, um, it took me a while with her as well, but eventually I was able to get to the point where I could just let it go. She actually reached out to me a couple years ago and tried to reconnect. And as I contemplated that, I just thought, you know what? I'm in a place in my life right now where I just don't want to invite that back. And, um, you know, I, I really felt like the spirit, the Holy Ghost is telling me that that was okay. Um, because of course I want to be Christ-like, I want to be charitable, but I can only do so much. I'm mortal, I'm human, and I just, I can only handle so much. And that's one of the biggest things I'm learning, again, is boundaries. And I think boundaries are very important, and it's okay for you to say, you know what, I forgive you. However, I need time, I need space, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so what I'm going to do next is I'm going to talk about what the church teaches about forgiveness. And as I've been doing my research, I've come across a lot of great information, um, you know, knowledge and quotes, analogies uh, from our leaders. So I will be sharing that next. And thank you so much for joining us. And again, if you're new, welcome. So let's get into this. Um, the church teaches about forgiveness in two ways, really. The first, we are to repent and seek forgiveness from the Lord, utilizing the atonement. And then second, he also commands us to forgive who offend or hurt us. It is to forgive or pardon someone who is to blame. And I know that is a tough realization in teaching. I have a hard time with that. Um, how often do we say he or she made me mad? 
but do they really make you mad? Um, isn't anger a choice? Just like forgiveness and repentance are choices, choosing to be contentious is too. And we know what the Lord teaches about contention. It is of the devil. So did you know that forgiveness is a divine attribute? I had never really considered it in that perspective. Under gospel topics and then forgiveness, it teaches that forgiveness is divine. And I thought, well, another perfect truth. And it's so appropriate. It releases us from the burden of sin, transgression, and failures. And now imagine Christ suffered for all of our sins. Every single sin of every single person that has lived, lives, and will live on this earth. I can't even fathom his suffering. Yet in Doctrine and Covenants section 19 verse 1, the Savior clearly teaches, I am Alpha and Omega, Christ the Lord. Yea, even I am He, the beginning and the end, the Redeemer of the world. Then in verse 16 it teaches, For behold, I, God, have suffered these things for all, that they might not suffer if they would repent. And then moving on to verse 18, which suffering caused myself, even God, the greatest of all, to tremble because of pain and to bleed at every pore and to suffer both body and spirit. And would that I might not drink the bitter cup and shrink. This is a difficult verse for me. I see that he's pointedly using uh, words to describe his pain and suffering, and yet I still cannot comprehend what he went through. And you know what? I'm truly falling in love with the Doctrine and Covenants. I had actually read it before cover to cover, um, but it came across to me at that time, kind of black and white, very strict, no room for gray area. Um, and sometimes it could be a little scary with the... Um, it talks quite frequently in the Doctrine and Covenants about justice and judgment. But now I'm in a different place in my life and I am truly falling in love with the Doctrine and Covenants. I don't see the justice and harsh punishment so much as the sacrifices of the prophet Joseph, who I absolutely love, and all of those earlier saints. I am so grateful for their many sacrifices and for all that they did. Um, Joseph and the others had the guts to do everything they needed to do to restore the gospel and to give us the beautiful gift of the perfect gospel of Jesus Christ. You know what Martin Harris did by funding uh, the printing of the Book of Mormon, uh, the money that he spent, um, you know, his wife was not happy with him. Uh, they talked about the money that he spent then would be the equivalent of $63,000. I don't know about you, but I don't have $63,000 just laying around. And yet Heavenly Father planned perfectly for every event, circumstance, and situation. In Doctrine and Covenants section 58 verse 42, it says, Behold, he who has repented of his sins, the same is forgiven, and I, the Lord, remember them no more. How wonderful is that? He forgives us as if it never happened or existed, but do we forgive ourselves and others that way? Christ is truly our perfect example. And then we have Doctrine and Covenants section 64, verses 9 through 10. 
Ye ought to forgive one another, for he that forgiveth not his brother his trespasses standeth condemned before the Lord, for there remaineth in him the greater sin. I, the Lord, will forgive whom I will forgive, but of you it is required to forgive all men. These truths and these teachings set you free. It truly is remarkable. Forgiveness is a form of love. It's the ultimate form of love. Um, as Elder Marion D. Hanks taught, he was the assistant to the Council of the Twelve many years ago. So as we think about Christ on the cross, weren't his last words, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do? Forgiveness is love. He goes on to talk about what happens when we withhold forgiveness. Um, so we're essentially withholding love. Elder Hank says, The withholding of love is the negation of the Spirit of Christ, the proof that we never knew him, that for us he lived in vain. It means that he suggested nothing in all our thoughts, that he inspired nothing in all our lives, that we were not once near enough to him to be seized with the spell of his compassion for the world. I love and absolutely, I, I, I love and enjoy the way that our prophet and apostles talk. It's so simple yet eloquent and true. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, it says, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Our salvation depends on our ability to forgive. And yet that verse in Matthew, boy, that's a loaded verse. That's a lot to ask. It really is, especially... If you've been hurt, so deeply wounded, um, it is very difficult. But the good news is, is that through the atonement and in companionship with our Savior, it's possible. So if you find that you do have a hard time forgiving others or even seeking forgiveness, please, please, please pray for the strength to do it. You can pray for anything. Remember, he has taught us, look unto me in every thought. Doubt not, fear not. So this last week I asked on my Instagram page, in um, which is LDSRPRL podcast, um, in stories for people to share their forgiveness stories, whether it was to give forgiveness or seek forgiveness. Um, when I polled my followers and asked, is forgiveness difficult for you? I was happy to find that about 67% of those who voted felt it wasn't difficult to give forgiveness, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, it was exciting to see that. However, the other 33%, I'm talking to you in this episode. And to be honest, I'm talking to myself. Um, here's a story that I would like to share. This actually comes from a friend of mine who served her mission here in Ventura County, California. She is a sweet, wonderful sister that really touched me when she was serving here. Um, and she has such a bubbly, bright, happy personality, and yet her last name is Boring, so we called her Sister Boring. Uh, often we would giggle at that a few times because that certainly does not describe her at all. Um, and she shared this story. I learned in a dream once that a grudge I'd been holding against a particular person was so that I could justify my poor attitude, behavior, and treatment towards this person. When I woke up, my heart had changed and I realized how I hadn't allowed the person to change because I kept their mistakes in the front 
of our relationship. I felt my heart soften and was then, after years, able to fully forgive. Since then, we've had a much, much better relationship, and I was healed. They received healing, and our relationship has healed. It was an eye-opening experience that hurt so much when I learned that the person wasn't actually at fault anymore, that it was me. And like Elder Holland said, that other people can't heal when we keep opening their wounds. Now, whenever I notice I have negative feelings towards someone, I am reminded of this moment and I'm able to put myself in their position or at least get a more objective viewpoint. And it's helped me to let go of a lot of pain, judgments, and misunderstandings. It's a blessing, truly. And Sister Boring, thank you so much for your powerful testimony. You've always been such a wonderful example, and I just love you. How often have we heard stories when forgiveness has been given in the most tragic of circumstances? And it's touched the person who has been forgiven so greatly that they've changed their lives. Whereas if forgiveness was not given, their life probably would have been very sad, very miserable, and very pitiful. Forgiveness truly is divine. It is a Christ-like attribute. You know, and I was thinking, um, we have friendships and eternal bonds with people that uh, come in and out of our life here on earth um, or are part of our life and uh, for a while, forever, whatever the case may be. Imagine if you didn't forgive that person and then you pass on and you start to remember how close you were in the spirit world, this wonderful relationship that you had. And yet, you just couldn't get over this this thing. And, um, you know, here again, I often hear that person made me angry. That person made me feel that way. Is offense a choice? When we choose to feel that way and to hold grudges, isn't that a choice? And I think that forgiveness is powerful and um, that we want to be forgiving Knowing how imperfect we are, surely we can extend healing forgiveness to those that we love. Um, as Jesus said, yes, I am repeating this verse again. It's Doctrine and Covenant 6410 because I think it's so powerful. I, the Lord, will forgive whom I will forgive, but of you it is required to forgive all men. That doctrine and teaching that truth is simple and clear. Sometimes if we can just keep these things simple and clear, but you know, it's the emotion, the emotion that seems to just make it so complicated. Um, And so we have to learn. We have to learn how to discipline ourselves in a manner, in a way that uh, is balanced so that the emotion is not so much that we can't have healing, that we can't have eternal enduring relationships because We're so emotionally driven, and that's why I really like this new um, pilot program that's out by the church uh, that teaches emotional resilience. It's been a wonderful education. Comfort and sweet peace will live in our homes when we forgive each other freely. Sometimes we just have to put our heads down and do the things that we don't necessarily want to do because the Lord has commanded it of us. 
It's more important for us to give obedience and seek further understanding than to throw in the towel and say it's just simply too hard. To be in this gospel, you have to be strong, pioneer stock, faithful, rooted, devoted, committed. This religion truly requires all that we have and then whatever is left, if there's anything left, it will require more. And this is how we become like our Heavenly Father. We endure the difficult hardships so that we can learn to live a higher and holier way. Whenever I think about a higher and holier way of living, I'm always reminded of Enoch City. Imagine, they were so righteous and they lived on earth. So we can be that righteous too. After all, it will be the righteousness of the people who enslaved Lucifer during the millennium. We must build ourselves up spiritually, then temporally, and create Zion where we are, so we are ready for the inevitable future of trials and many miracles. Forgiveness is just another stepping stone to becoming perfect, even as Christ is perfect. But please remember, perfection cannot be obtained in this life. So we do the best that we can, and we allow Christ to make up the rest. Use your faith in Him, Jesus Christ, and we will truly compensate for whatever you may lack. He will. Uh, There's a wonderful quote by uh, President Monson. He was talking about hidden wedges, hidden grudges. He says the spirit must be freed from tethers so strong and feelings never put to rest so that the lift of life may give buoyancy to the soul. In many families, there are hurt feelings and a reluctance to forgive. It doesn't really matter what the issue was. It cannot and should not be left to injure. Blame keeps wounds open. Only forgiveness heals. Nothing but truth. And it's so completely true. Um, Comforting. And to know that we can be released from the burden of anger and hatred. There's another quote from um, Henry B. Eyring, who I think is just amazing. He wrote a book, um, I believe it's called God's Way or something like that. It's one of the first books that I purchased when uh, I became active in the church again. And uh, it's just a wonderful, sweet book of uh, just so many truths. He has a tremendous testimony and a lot of faith. And I really enjoy uh, President Eyring. And he says, if we are to have unity, there are commandments we must keep concerning how we feel. We must forgive and bear no malice toward those who offend us. The Savior set the example from the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We do not know the hearts of those who offend us. Absolutely true. How often, you know, I, I, I reflect at how often I feel um, wronged or offended or that somebody's doing something that kind of puts my family in danger. And um, especially on the road, I'm on the road a lot and uh, I don't like poor drivers that uh, put my life and my, my family's life at risk. I just... I get really upset with that. And, um, you know, I've really learned through the gospel. Again, the gospel changes behavior. Uh, these teaching and these truths 
have helped me to at least find peace and not be this angry, you know, road raging person on the road, which I'm not saying I'm that person, but it is easy to get irritated, especially on the one-on-one, you know, it's always, always packed. So Elder Dallin H. Oaks has a quote that he shared about divorce. Don't treasure up past wrongs, reprocessing them again and again. In a marriage relationship, festering is destructive. Forgiving is divine. Plead for the guidance of the Spirit of the Lord to forgive wrongs, to overcome faults, and to strengthen relationships. Thank you, Elder Oaks. So wise. Christ never gives us commands that we cannot achieve with his help. He says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29 through 30, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. I like to think of Christ's yoke this way. I know I cannot meet a command or covenant and I lack, which I will and do because I'm fallen. We all are. I truly believe that Christ will take the problem from me fix it in a manner or way that when he returns it back to me, it's given to me in a package that I can handle. Yes, it will more than likely still be hard. There may be suffering and sorrow, but there will also be joy, happiness, and progression. The family unit is truly a great curriculum of spiritual education. The family unit teaches us Christ-like attributes, and forgiveness is key in the family unit I hope that there has been something shared today. This is my greatest desire that has helped you in some way, fashion, or form uh, to deepen your faith, to find a testimony of forgiveness, and maybe to find peace in your life in relationships that might be hard from deep hurts. The gospel of Jesus Christ can free us from the burden of deep hurts, grudges, hatred. And this is what the gospel offers. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. You guys are so awesome. Uh, We have so many listeners across the world. I can't believe this little podcast has turned into what it's turned into. And I think that's just even more proof that there are so many of us who are dealing with life and dealing with the strangeness of this pandemic. And so we're starting to turn to more of the resources that we have available at our fingertips. And of course, that's technology. Podcasts are a great platform to reach across and to connect with people from all over the world. And it's great to do that and be LDS and share our faith and beliefs and love for one another. So for me to you, much love much aloha. Stay safe, stay healthy, but most importantly, stay faithful and remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. If you can do me a favor and you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate if you would take a quick minute to go over there and review my podcast. Um, It is the only way that people can find me. It has to be that interaction And if you could do that for me, I would really, really, really appreciate it. If this episode has touched you in some way, has helped you, has moved you, um, if it's helped you to feel the spirit and to find truth, please, please feel free to forward on this episode to anyone you feel could benefit listening to this particular episode about forgiveness. 
This is a missionary effort. My desire is to seek those who are struggling within the church and looking to build upon their foundation of faith in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, Also, those who are anchored in the gospel and are just looking to supplement uh, their daily spiritual time. Um, And then anybody who maybe is just trying to find out a little bit more about the gospel of Jesus Christ as found in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you are looking for more information, I just want you to know my podcast, I I, I am completely open. And um, I think it's important to be very honest and then help people to understand how we use the gospel of Christ his doctrine, his teachings, and apply it to our lives to have peace, to have uh, help, guidance, blessings, direction, and quite simply, joy and happiness. You guys take care. Until next week, much love. Mahalo.